Hi, this is Luca. And this is Laura. And this is the Career Beat Talks podcast. Where we bring you the latest insights from the world of recruitment. From both sides, the candidate perspective and the company's perspective. Let's jump right in. Hi, Luca. Today we have a very important topic, which I know is being talked about everywhere, which is, you know, the topic about the labor shortage, especially of skilled workers here in Germany. Now, everyone is talking about it. I want to hear your perspective on it and maybe a little explanation of where this comes from. Yeah, thank you so much. So the term labor shortage basically just means that right now we are in an economic situation where um, the companies are hiring a lot, but there's actually not enough uh, people on the market uh, to fill this demand. And this is very different to what, what we were used to in the past, right? Normally, you have more people looking for work than, than actually um, work um, or open positions are, are available, but times are changing fast. And why is that the case? One of the big reasons is the demographic change, uh, especially in Germany. Um, the, 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 the highest birth rates or the most people that were born were in between. So after World War II, um, between, I think, 1955 and 1964, that's the so-called baby boomer generation. And they had the highest birth rates, but they are now retiring, right? So they are all leaving the workforce. And if you look at the younger generation, their birth rates um, were ever declining since, since then. So there's not enough young people coming to, to replace these workers. Yeah, that is um, like very interesting to, to understand. Anything else that, you know, helps us to really grasp the whole t topic? Yeah, I think it's even more than demographic change. Like there's there's different things that that are happening. Um and really important to 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 note is that it's not just happening in some professions. Yeah. So some people think, well, in IT, of course, in IT we have a labor shortage, or in social um areas, in in social jobs. Yes, there it's especially uh uh yeah, strong. There's a big gap, but also we can see it like all over um the 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 workforce. So also in business administrative jobs, in engineering related jobs, in uh, more scientific related jobs, in uh, skilled trades yeah it's it's basically in, in every profession right now and it's just a numbers game and yeah the demographic change is the main driver but also some other drivers are um especially in service uh, type professions the reduced motivation after covid19 yeah uh, people don't want to work for example serving at restaurants uh, anymore and, and and are looking to do something else or upskilling and um then also we have the phenomenon of um lockdown borders during during the pandemic right and slowed down migration and the numbers are still not back where they where they were um so yeah all of these factors they they contribute in the end which sounds super scary for companies. <laughs> so maybe we can jump right in into this, you know, tips that we could share for companies or with companies so that they can, you know, move along this current situation in the market. Yeah. So I think what 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 I really like to do with my client companies or with my uh, companies that, that that I support with with external recruitment is. Yet first off, when they have an open role, we, we're doing some some market research, right? So okay, so what's the market like? How likely is it that we that we find someone in your area that brings the exact skills um, and the experiences that that you want? 
And then the second question, usually if if this analysis is that, oh, it will be tough, like that's a position that, that's hard to, to recruit for finance professional, tax professionals at the moment. Um, it's something that not a, not a lot of people know, but it's very, very hard to find. And then we have to ask, okay, what is really important of those things? Yeah, usually companies, they have a list of five to 10 bullet points, like, um, right, that some, maybe the manager came up with or the HR person came up with. And here it is really important to see where this is the ideal candidate, right? This is the person who we would hire on the spot because they fulfill everything. And then for me, what, what I like to ask is the next step. Okay, so what of these, if we would have to compromise on something, which of these bullet points that you have there, which of these requirements could we maybe prioritize, which are easier to pick up earlier or which are uh, later on on the job, right? Which are easier to train is what I mean. Or also, which of these can we maybe now compromise on because in the future we'll hire a different candidate that then can do some of those tasks as well, right? So going away a little bit from, okay, this is the 100% dream candidate to, okay, but what is really required that someone can do this job successfully and which candidate would you still be happy with and still like to interview who is maybe a 90%, 95% good match? Yeah, which then also, you know, implies that companies should look out for specific skill set that maybe were not as important in the past. So something like, you know, learning ability, you know, looking for candidates that are willing to go out of their comfort zone, that want to learn and grow in their job. These are anyway the type of people you need in your team for the future because jobs are evolving and changing super fast anyway so that just to add on your point but of course yeah. i still want to give you the space to add any more tips yeah i, I love that right skill based hiring i think is the is the key word and that's really the the future for example one of the things i'm always questioning is like if a job ad and it says like oh you need to have 10 years of experience in this and that if you look at the research, scientific literature, what predicts job success? Actually, just the sheer number of years, it's actually not really predictive. Um, it only has a very, very small correlation with later uh, job success. And other things are way more important. So then I would rather have a candidate who maybe only has yeah, less, less job experience, but we give them a small exercise and they can really demonstrate what they can do um, on the job. Yeah. So we also have to think about, okay, how are we assessing which candidates are, uh, are suitable? And also, no, you don't need to worry because we'll actually um, yeah, also then help the company doing this. Yeah, It's not more effort. So for example, you and I, Laura, what we love to do right before we introduce candidates to our partner companies, then we really pre-screen them. So we might already check in with them about these skills, that they really have these skills, and that you as a company can be sure to still make a very, very good, good, good hire. Yeah, I, I think this is so important. One thing that I want to jump in, I know it's a little bit, you know, into a new topic and it just adds to everything that you said is, what about hiring international talents <laughs> as the question? Yeah, very good, good, good point. So that's of course the other thing. So um, what we sometimes do, so if really this analysis, um, we come to the result that no, we cannot compromise on everything, right? All of the skills are needed, but still our market research shows, well, there's hardly anyone available in the German market. Then one thing that, that that we can consider is like, okay, maybe this person exists, but does not exist in Germany at the moment, but maybe in another country. And so international hiring uh, is, is really a, a big trend right now. More and more companies do that. And I believe it's really an advantage um, because 
I can tell you, you one story. It's also not that it takes very long, and you are able to find very good candidates. For example, for a small software company, um, we were able to 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 find um, a very good software developer abroad, and um, also it did not take longer than than a usual German hiring process, right? So that's always the hesitancy. Oh, it will take so long, and how does it work with the visa and stuff like that? So this person, we found this this person in in India, very nice person, a very very high social skill. Um, very experienced also in this in this area of software development. Very good fit with the company from the personality side. So um, and I think we made uh, this. Um, the hire was made in December, and the person was still able to start in March. So if you calculate that, it, it's still like only three, three and a half months, and that's the normal time for someone in Germany anyhow. Um, of course, the German skills were not were not perfect, but in in this team, the software development, most of the development was done in English anyhow. And then person said, "Hey, I'm going to learn German then on the on the job," and for the company, this was fine. So yeah, it was a really a success story, and also show us what what is possible being a little bit creative. I love that. That is such a nice, you know, way to also show that it does work with actual examples. And I also want to add, um, I mean, myself having, you know, moved abroad from, you know, Ecuador, starting my career here, and then having like worked and talked to so many international talents, skills that international spring, which are so important and even more important in the future are, you know, this adaptability, flexibility, creative thinking, the intercultural competencies, which are so important and can add so much to your team so I do want to encourage companies to really think outside the box to really you know go that step to look into international talents because that way you might be just doing the right thing to prepare your team your company for the future requirements that being said and just to add one last question is well everything that we talked about sound as if I, as a talent, go to the market, apply, and I'll find my job tomorrow. But we know that this doesn't work this way, that there's still many people facing a lot of rejections amongst their job search process. Why is that? Yeah, I've, that's such a good point that you, that you raised that because I can see, and I also talk to a lot of um, very talented people, and they are frustrated because on the one hand, the messaging they read in the media and on, on social media all the time is like, oh yeah, you have the the the, the skills already in you, the, the companies are searching, just if you fulfill any of the bullet points on the requirements, just apply, they will select you, you need to risk something, and then these people get like 50, 60, 70 rejections and afterwards super frustrated, right? And I think what you still need to consider is, yes, of course, our company currently really searching for the talents, but they are still as a business, and I can relate as a business owner myself, still risk averse with hiring. Making a hiring decision is uh, yeah, so important for a company, and especially if it's a smaller company, it can really have a big uh, impact on how well you are doing as a, as, a, as a company. So it's one of the most important decisions, especially in a market like Germany, where we have really high pro, um, worker protection rights. So it's not easy to just lay off someone or fire someone like in the US, for example, right? Um, so, uh, naturally, a company making a hiring decision is going to be risk or worse. And this will mean that for every CV they get, they will ask a lot of questions. They will have internal discussions if they really want to interview. Um, 
a lot of times still conversations are taking place, let's say in, 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 in German, right? In a team, so as an international, for example, that's one thing we, we realizing in our coachings. Sometimes it's hard to make the jump uh, if you don't speak perfect German right now. In my example previously, the company was fine with it to pick it up on a job, but that's really the exception. But also um, German candidates, there's also some that kind of like don't fit um, what the company is exactly looking for. Yeah, single raising parents, for example, the question is always, well, can they can they focus on the work? Um, some people that maybe cannot express themselves so fluently um, in, an, in an interview and don't have the, the, the best communication skills, it's also very hard to convince a company to, to make this hire even in the IT environment, yeah, you might be a very good programmer, but it's really hard to tell that you have these skills. Yeah, so there's always um, different, yeah, different situations. And I think it's just important. Well, it still does not mean the whole situation with the skill labor shortage. Just companies would just hire you on the spot if you show up. So you still have to make an effort. You will still need to prove to them that you are the right hire. And the, the biggest advice I can give is think about the other side. Think about in your specific situation, trying to get hired, what could a company maybe be a little bit concerned about and then proactively address that Yeah, on the CV, on a cover letter or in the interview. Think about what could be holding you back and then address that pro proactively and, and take away that concern. Yeah, I love that. That is such, you know, such a good tip that everyone should take with them. And I mean, that's also why we do this podcast looking at both sides so that you can already get some insights into what's happening, you know, on the company side, but then also companies what's happening on the talent side. So I love that you ended with this very important, you know, quote that people should take with them. Think, you know, of the other side, what can you do to then, you know, be closer to the expectations they might have, but then also achieve your personal goals. Thank you so much, Luca, for having uh, this very important conversation, for, you know, shining some light on this very important topic. Of course, if you have any further questions or want us to, you know, go more in depth of one specific point that we talked about, make sure to use the comment section so we can make sure to really, you know, do a follow up on this specific issue. Thank you so much. And now it's time for the summary. Today, we talked about the skilled labor shortage, which is a very important topic that every company is facing out there. So the main things that we recommend is that you do a market research for the open roles that you have. And then if you realize this is going to be a very tricky position to fail, you really rethink what are must-have criteria and what are you know nice-to-have criteria, because what you should look for is skilled-based hiring. That is what will lead to faster success, remembering that open Open roles also cost money. On the other hand, for, you know, the talents, it doesn't mean that because of the situation, you'll find a job by tomorrow. You still need to do the work of, you know, showing the company why you are the best candidate and thinking in, you know, what are the fears the other side might have on my profile, thinking how you can take away those fears is what's going to lead to the fastest success. Now, if you like this episode, make sure to, you know, like it or give us a five star. We love um, to see, you know, that you're enjoying this podcast. And of course, if you're currently as a company in the process of hiring talents, finding it very difficult, make sure to reach out to us, team at careerbeat.de, because we specialize in helping you find talents out there in the market. Have a wonderful day and see you in the next episode.